Welcome to News Fix, where we spend hours going through the news so you don't have to. Another damning report lands at the doors of Downing Street, a reported BYOB event at the height of restrictions during the first wave. While Downing Street is declining to comment, a quick look online shows just about everyone else is. It's Tuesday, January 11th. Here's your News Fix. Prime Minister Boris Johnson has refused to comment on whether or not he and his wife Carrie attended an outdoor gathering in the gardens of Downing Street in May 2020. ITV News ran the exclusive on Monday evening. They have obtained an email purporting to show one of Johnson's senior aides inviting up to 100 people to the Bring Your Own Booze event. It is thought roughly 30 attended, and according to BBC News, witnesses have told them Johnson and Carrie were both in attendance. Remember that the reason there is so much upset about this now is because of the restrictions that were in place at the time. You could only meet one other person from a separate household outside and were advised to stay two metres apart. Large gatherings were also not allowed at the time and schools had not even reopened. And for context, this alleged event reportedly happened days before the Dominic Cummings Barnard Castle saga. For further context, Paul Brand from ITV News, who actually broke the story, tweeted less than an hour earlier, Oliver Dowden had told the public at the daily press conference to stick to meeting in pairs outdoors. The bigger picture here is that this expose does further damage to a government forced to defend themselves against accusations of many lockdown breaking gatherings before Christmas. The Metropolitan Police are now said to be in touch with the government over the quote, widespread reporting related to alleged breaches. In terms of the backlash, needless to mention, the story is trending on Twitter with many opposition MPs weighing in. It's not often that you'll find an MP tweeting FFS, as in for F's sake, but Lib Dem leader Ed Davey felt the need. He said, yet again, it's one rule for Boris Johnson and another rule for the rest of us. This time a massive garden party at his place while people were dying alone. And the hashtag Johnson out has been the top trend on Twitter in the UK overnight. So it's definitely a story that's going to carry on through today and we will keep an eye and let you know if there's any significant updates. In Monday's other main lines, convicted murderer and heir to a real estate dynasty, Robert Durst, has died in jail at the age of 78, just months after being sentenced to life in jail for the murder of a longtime friend. For background here, for anybody that's unfamiliar with this story, for a long time Durst was the suspect in three terrible murder cases. In the 1980s, his wife went missing and her body was never found. While there was never enough evidence to convict Durst, there was intense suspicion he was responsible. One of his staunchest defenders for years was a woman named Susan Berman. Years after Durst's wife's disappearance, Berman was shot in the back of the head at her home. Prosecutors argued Durst killed her because she was about to tell authorities Durst had murdered his wife. Another gruesome murder was that of his neighbour who was dismembered. The biggest twist of all in this case, well, let's just say Durst's own words were the most damning. In the newsletter, we've included a link to the trailer for the documentary called The Jinx, which is all about this case, and it is highly worth a watch. We could not recommend it more. Now, the president of the EU parliament, David Sassoli, had died overnight in hospital in Italy. According to multiple media reports, Sassoli had been seriously ill since just after Christmas due to a dysfunction of his immune system. There are other reports he had spent weeks in hospital with pneumonia back in September. A story we're very much keeping an eye on this week, as mentioned in Monday's News Fix, Russian and US diplomats met in Geneva yesterday to discuss the recent buildup of Russian troops along the border with Ukraine. US diplomats have said while the meeting was frank and forthright, it remains to be seen whether or not there has been a breakthrough. 
CNN and multiple other outlets reported Russia's deputy foreign minister saying Moscow had, quote, no intention of launching military action against Ukraine. Looking ahead on this story, in Brussels on Wednesday, NATO and Russian representatives will also meet, as Western concerns continue to mount over the fears Russia may actually be planning an invasion. For anyone totally unfamiliar with how we got here, in the newsletter we've included a link to our Instagram explainer with all of the key points we really hope is going to be helpful. Now, a world first. In the US, surgeons have successfully implanted the heart of a pig into a human patient, the first operation of its kind in the world. As CNN reported, doctors are cautiously optimistic this could provide a life-saving option to many others in a similar situation to the 57-year-old man who received the heart. In terms of why this is so important, as RT News noted, roughly 110,000 Americans wait for an organ transplant each year, with at least 6,000 dying before they ever have the opportunity to receive the operation. OrganDonor.gov said 17 people die every day waiting for an organ transplant. In climate coverage, the last seven years were the hottest on record by a clear margin, according to EU scientists. Sky News reported 2021 was the fifth hottest year ever recorded. The Guardian have also covered this news and included a very powerful quote from a professor called Rowan Sutton, who says, quote, At a global level, the warming may appear gradual, but it is the impact on extreme events in many different parts of the world that is dramatic. We should see the record-breaking 2021 events, such as the heatwave in Canada and floods in Germany, as a punch in the face to make politicians and public alike wake up to the urgency of the climate emergency. Now, in a few pandemic updates, in Ireland, more than a million infections have been recorded since the beginning of the pandemic. As journalist Gavin Riley noted, half of those were, quote, notified in the last eight weeks. RT News reported there are approximately 15,000 staff members currently absent due to COVID-related issues. In Uganda, schools have reopened for the first time since March 2020 in what has been described as the world's longest COVID-19-related school shutdown. According to authorities and multiple reports, it is estimated that up to a third of the 15 million children are not expected to return to education. And the furniture giant IKEA sparked online debate on Monday when it announced unvaccinated staff without an exemption would not receive sick pay if they have to isolate because they are a close contact. In terms of having your say, on Monday a number of Irish politicians expressed their desire to avoid imposing mandatory vaccinations. We asked you guys a few questions on our Instagram account and it made for a fascinating set of poll questions. For example, 87% of you said it is fair and right that the vaccination status of those in hospital with coronavirus be made public. A slimmer majority of 52% said they were not in favour of mandatory vaccinations. Nearly three quarters believe those who are vaccinated should be subjected to less severe restrictions than those who are not. And the tightest vote of all was from those who are vaccinated. 49% said they care if their friends chose not to receive the vaccine, while 51% do not. That's today's fix. Have a great day.